What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. For years now, local developer Phil Tagami has been embattled in a lawsuit with the city over a lease granted to him um, at the West Gateway on the waterfront of West Oakland to build the Oakland Global Trade and Logistics Center. It is here that he wants to orchestrate the shipping of coal from Utah right through West Oakland. Not only has Tagami been embroiled in a battle with the city, he has been embroiled in a battle with Oaklanders who don't want coal pollutants running through their community. Joining us to discuss is Sejal Choksi Chu, who has worked with SF Baykeeper since 2002. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. How are you? I'm doing okay. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, we're hoping to also get Grammy-nominated rapper and Oakland activist and actress artist Ryan Nicole. But in the meantime, Sejal, I want. What did I miss in terms of setting up the legal battle between Phil Tagami and the city? Say more. Yeah. Well, it's been an uphill battle. Uh, the developers and the coal industry have been trying to secretly get coal out through Oakland. And then it became uh, known to the public. And once we found out about their plans back in 2015, you know, obviously there's an uproar because like you're, you were just discussing with Ms. Margaret Gordon about Schnitzer, West Oakland is already an uh, overly burdened community in terms of environmental pollution. And this coal facility here would increase the amount of pollution that's in the air in in our neighborhoods and that's just unacceptable to all of us in oakland and that that just means that we got we have to stop this and that's why uh the community has really put up a big opposition to this uh secret project there's a trial happening right now uh it's on day 26 where the city is um, trying to defend its uh, contracts and uh, uphold their ability to keep coal out of Oakland. And the developers are just fighting tooth and nail to try to keep that lucrative project for them um, open and viable and on the table. They're trying to make money even when it's just a a no-brainer that we should not be shipping toxic coal through our communities. And my understanding is that the city sort of played a part in in, in messing up here too, um, in in missing it, the the piece about the possibility of coal being there. Am I getting that right, or has Phil Tagami always denied um, publicly anyway that he was going to put coal there, and that's how we got the lease? Yeah, it's uh, you know the the backstory here is really sketchy on the part of the coal industry. Um, they did try, Tagami did try to hide the fact that coal was going to be coming through this facility. And so they they uh, acted as if they were not going to be bringing anything toxic through. I think their application listed wheat and other uh, edible products through through that project and, and did not mention anything about coal. And so, you know, it, it's, a, it's a big project. It's going to cost millions of dollars. And really, we got wind of it when we learned that four counties in Utah were putting out $50 million for the project in Oakland. And that just raised alarm bells for us where, you know, what the heck do 
uh, counties in, in Utah care about what's built on the Oakland shoreline. Only if their toxic product is, is being shipped out of there do they care. And so that's, that's really when we discovered that there was a problem. Now, Tagami says that he's designed a system that will be environmentally safe, these fancy covers that would go over the bins that the coal is in. What do you say to that? Yeah, not possible. <laughs> um, there are, are trains trains that bring coal into our communities. I mean, the reason we know that that's, it's just not possible to transport and, and export coal safely is because we have a coal export facility in Richmond, California already. It's been polluting the Richmond communities for decades. And the train cars are open. They carry coal dust throughout the communities, all the way from Utah to the Bay Area. Uh, the coal is known to, to come off of the trains, coal dust and, and pieces of coal. And that gets into our water and into our air and, and cannot be contained because coal is fundamentally combustible. And that means you can't cover it because if it gets overheated, it will explode. And so it's common sense to know that uh, these covers and things are just a ploy to try to get um, this project approved. And that's just, it's just not technologically feasible to have train cars coming into our communities that are covered. And that means that we're going to have pollution uh, no matter what Tagami is claiming. Sejal, can you say a little bit, I mean, there's communities all over the country, right, that are polluted by coal. We know this. What are the potential health impacts? What happens to those communities? What kinds of impacts on people's health um, happen as a result of coal pollution? Yeah, so coal is pretty toxic. It's a toxic substance that uh, should not be breathed in. And so when you have coal dust that's in the air, you know, that can increase the rates of asthma. It can increase the rates of cardiac health it can, uh, and, and disorders. It can increase um, other neurological problems. So there's, there's a lot of impact it can have, especially on younger kids who are, uh, you know, still developing their lungs and breathing this stuff in. Um, it's not a good thing to have in, in our communities and in our neighborhoods. I want to bring into the conversation Ryan Nicole, a Grammy-nominated rapper and an Oakland artist, actress, athlete, and activist. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning, Kat. Good morning, Sajel. Good morning, um, Ryan. Ryan Nicole, you were actually part of how I found out what the plume of smoke was um, with the Snitcher Steel Fire because um, of your posts on social media. You've long been sort of ringing the, the alarm bell. We're talking now about coal coming through Oakland. You're an Oakland native, this is your city. Talk about your concerns. I mean, I am a West Oakland resident. Uh, grow, I, I grew up in East Oakland, but I have a, a home in West Oakland, have two young children. I actually learned about the, uh, the West Oakland environmental indicators from the West Oakland uh, Environmental Indicators Project many years ago. I got to do some voiceover work for, for them and learned about how that community, how our community is so severely impacted by the various in, uh, you know, environmental issues that are there. They're right in this triangle of, um, of the freeways and so all of the, and not just freeways, but you know, not just normal uh, consumer cars, but, but big trucks with plumes of exhaust that come from those trucks on a daily 24 hours a day. 
with in addition to the the boats that are uh you know taking products in and out of port and so all of the all of the water being um contaminated by the fuel that comes from those boats just the regular fuel output that comes from those boats and then you know i learned so much more doing work with san francisco baykeeper over the last couple of years i had the opportunity to go out on their boat and see Smitzer up close and personal and see literal waste falling into the onto the shoreline of Jack London um, and was just mortified. And so, yeah, we have, you know, a ton of, of uh, contamination and environmental challenges in West Oakland. And, you know, Smitzer tends, seems to be one of the major um, violators. And now Tagami, well, not now, I mean, it's years now, Tagami fighting to bring coal through West Oakland. Right, Nicole, you know me. I got to go there at least one time per show. <laughs> so I'm about to go there. Um, your <laughs> response when you hear organizations like the local branch of the NAACP say that coal will bring good jobs to Oakland for black people. And these are the kinds of things we need to do for public safety. My God. I mean... I wish, you know, the challenge with NAACP and our people is our people need to be informed. This is the reason why I utilize my social media, my music, uh, to, to just blow the whistle, to wave a fat flag, to let people know these uh, entities that exist in our community that claim to do good for us are really doing major harm. We have to be able to critically analyze the information that is coming to us. Just because it comes to us in a package that seems like it's innocuous or seems like it's for us does not mean that it's for us. One of the common phrases that you and I utilize is all skin folk ain't kin folk. And uh, I'm sorry, one second. And, you know, that, that is really something that I, I need our people to understand is that everybody who says that they are for us is not necessarily for us. And if we could just pull the veil back ever so slightly, we would know that there is no possible way that harming generations of black and brown, uh, poor and and um, and vulnerable people can be good, you know, for the short term return of a paycheck and potential job stability, which we know is not always a promise also. And when there are so many better ways to, to you know, uh, support our community. There's green energy. There's opportunities. Uh, there's just so many other ways to support our community. And we, we cannot sell our community downriver for the promise of a small paycheck. Sage, I'll talk about next steps in the No Coal for Oakland campaign and where folks can go to get more information. Yeah, so there's uh, the court case is going on right now, and you can support the effort by visiting No Coal in Oakland. They have a website, um, and you can get your lawn sign. It'll show support for keeping coal out of Oakland. Uh, and then No Coal in Oakland and Baykeeper have also partnered up to get an action alert out there to the, the city. Uh, so you can go to either nocoalinoakland.org or baykeeper.org to sign that action alert. And, you know, show show your support for keeping coal out of Oakland because nobody wants this toxic contaminant in our in our neighborhoods. And Ryan, Nicole, talk about your your new song. We've had it on the air. We're going to play it again today. Small but mighty in the campaign you've launched. What's your call to action? First of all, I just want to thank you so much for for sharing this song. 
the objective, and this is a song that I, I uh, have been able to do with San Francisco Baykeeper, Hip Hop for Change. The objective is just to be a clarion call to, to bring the people forward and help us uh, learn about our opportunities to engage in the democracy and to engage in our own well-being. I know that we can be overwhelmed. There are so many things that we're fighting against, so many injustices in our community, but we have to stay on our toes. We are small. We are a small faction. You know, our community is small. We are vulnerable, but that does not mean that we are not strong. The song is called Small But Mighty, and we have folks like, you know, SF Baykeeper who take their little dinghy out on the water and, you know, holds these major corporations uh, you know, accountable and holds our agencies who are supposed to stand up for us accountable to do the work. That is an example of being small but mighty. There are court cases that, uh, you know, San Francisco Baykeeper are, are engaging in to make sure that these big corporations aren't putting, you know, communities like ours at risk. And so that's what this song is about. I want to make sure that people know that SF Baykeeper is is a whistleblower organization. If you want to, if you see that there's contamination on your waterways and your shorelines, please call 1-800-KEEP-BAY to let them know, you know, so that they can take these folks to task. And also just engage, no call in Oakland. Be aware of what's going on in your community. That's what this song is about. And, you know, I just want to encourage the people that it might feel overwhelming. The, the, the task against us might feel daunting, but there are so many examples of small yet mighty people in our history that show us that it just takes one, two of us, one fight to, to change the whole paradigm. And that's what it's all about. All right. Well, we're going to let you all go while we play Small But Mighty. Thank you both so much for joining us this morning. We Thank have you. been speaking to Sejil Choksi Chu, who's worked with SF Baykeeper since 2002, serving as executive director since 2015, and Ryan Nicole, a Grammy-nominated rapper and an Oakland artist, actress, athlete, and activist. Here's her joint, Small But Mighty. Small but mighty, read the writing on papyrus, telling of the days gone by. Dave the tiny slayed Goliath, beat the giant when the other men wouldn't try. This is how you flip the frame of mind, take up courage, shift the paradigm. Remind him if not you, then who? If not now, then when? There's no one coming to save you. We can't afford to lose, there is no time to wait. Tomorrow needs you be a hero. When the future looks back, you won't want them to ask what, where you was at. Don't be a zero. Change the plans, change the ways, change the place, change the game. Pay the full changes, pay changes here, that's the way, that's the way. Absolutely, we won't be devoured Cause we got the truth 
podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox Five. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam. <laughs>